Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I'm talking to Maria Ducasi, who created a nonprofit to help people avoid separating from their dogs due to a hardship such as an illness, losing their job, or losing their home. She got started a few years ago in a very grassroots way by asking around at her local dog park to see if her neighbors would want to help temporarily foster dogs to help pet parents in need. She got so much support right from the start. Through her program, she's been able to keep pets out of animal shelters so that they can keep spots open for the dogs who really need them. I loved hearing about the big plans that Maria has, such as creating a 24-hour dog community resource center that would give pet parents in her neighborhood an indoor place to socialize their dogs, among other things. I think the biggest takeaway from this interview is what you can achieve with the support of your community. Dog moms really do have each other's backs, and I want to invite you to become a part of the Wear Wag Repeat community by joining our private Facebook group. Search for Wear Wag Repeat Labs and request to join today. The group is a great place to experiment with ideas you have for your pet industry business and to connect with other dog mompreneurs. Just search Wear Wag Repeat Labs on Facebook. Maria Ducasi is the founder of East New York Dog Lovers, Inc. Her mission is to help families and individuals diagnosed with an illness, facing homelessness, or in a difficult hardship to avoid relinquishment and permanent separation from their pets. She became a first-time dog mom about seven years ago, has worked in the pet industry for over six years, and also volunteers with animal shelters. Maria's passion and love for animals turned into an advocacy program with the initiative to keep pets home where they belong. Hey, Maria. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited to learn about what it is that you do. Um, So tell us a little bit about what East New York Dog Lovers does for people and for pets. Sure. Um, So there's all... I come from a neighborhood where animals are not really prioritized, even though a lot of us own animals in this neighborhood. And I, a lot of the times found myself like leaving my neighborhood to even have any fun activities accessible to me and my dogs. So what I decided to do was like, instead of leaving, why don't I just start something here and um, do the host events and do things where as pet owners, we can get together. But I wanted to take it like a step further. I didn't want to just come together when it was fun and exciting and events. I wanted to do more than just what normal like groups would do. So I'm like, uh, like I, uh, because of the events, I started talking to people and some people started losing their animals because of their placements. They lost their homes. Something drastic along the lines prevented them from keeping their animals. And I'm like, Something like something has to happen. We don't have a middle ground. You either have a pet or you don't. Like those are your only options. If as pet owners, if I lose my job, I'm at risk of I have to lose my animals. If I go homeless, 
where do my animals go? So it's always been like a fear. And for me, I'm like, like I will go under a bridge with my dogs before I may, you separate me from them because I, I can't, I know I can't live. I cannot live without my dog. So it was such a hard thing. And I'm like, I need to do something. So I'm like, instead of using, like, I already know all these animal people. I, I share with them what my idea was and everyone loved it. They were like, yes, we'll support it. We'll, you know, let's make this happen. And that's where East New York Dog Lovers started from. So that's our mission is to keep the animals at home. So anyone in this neighborhood that's going through any type of difficulties, they know the number to call and we're right there. We're helping. We're um, fostering until the owners get back on their feet and then we'll be able to reunite you with your pet. And like that, we give the shelters a little aid because we don't believe that that's, you know, the shelter should be there for you to, for the, the abuse animals, the animals that are neglected, that's the real use for a shelter. It's not for you, you know, when God forbid something happens to you and now you're like, that's the only thing. I got to go surrender my animal. We don't believe in that. We're trying to make it worldwide. And we're starting here in the little piece in East New York, Brooklyn. So. This is so amazing. What an inspiring thing to do. Are there any other organizations that do anything like this? There is, um, there's an organization that's Paws New York. What they do is they go to seniors' house, like so they and they help them walk their dogs and things seniors things that seniors will need, like if if, if they can't walk well, things of so I I consider it like a home healthy, but for dogs for people with dogs. But it's not it like they address people that like not animals that are at risk of being surrendered. Mm-hmm. They address those that need a little extra help. Mm-hmm. And they don't serve everyone. So like you help, you might help a young family with kids that has a dog um, and they're facing some kind of a problem or, you know, you're, you're not only working with seniors, you're working with all kinds of people, right? Right. I'm working with anyone with an animal, anyone that has a dog that we can assist. We have families that are opening up their home and they're like, yes, we'll keep the animals. We supply the food. We give you the vet care. We help the family that keeps the animal, whatever they may need at the time. We try to supply them as well because this is everyone like this is free will. I'm not we're not paying anyone. This is volunteers and just dog lovers. This is what we are. Yeah, it's just dog lovers helping other dog lovers. And I come from a community where, like I say, like we have off-leash hours. We're lucky. We have a beautiful park. My dogs are, I'm a very active dog mom. So we're there every single morning. And we have like this beautiful community. But we come from a walk of life where they don't necessarily are like a priority. So it's like, it's not something that people are like animals. Like, like it's like, who cares? And I'm like, um. A lot of us have them care a lot. Like you can't, you can't separate me. Like sometimes I don't even want to travel because of the whole separation from my animals is such a, it's such a, a, a thing. And I'm like, I understand it. You understand it as a pet owner. Everyone that owns a pet understands that. And because I know the need and that there's not much of a help in the aspect of, personally, like if I lose my home or if I lost my job or something like just something temporarily, even if it's six months that I need out of my life to get my, my life in order, 
so I can reclaim my animal, then that's what we're going to give you. So you can go ahead and take care of yourself. We'll take care of your animal and then we'll reunite you. Because yeah. I, I feel that's the solution to the problem, not surrendering. Yeah. Um, and I think that when people are are maybe like down on their luck, that's when you need your animal <laughs> The most maybe as like emotional support, you know, emotional support animals is a real thing. <laughs> and um, if you're all alone, sometimes your dog is the only like life companion that you have. And so if you're going through a tough time to face giving them up and abandoning them and never seeing them again, I mean, I would go insane. Yes. And I felt the same exact way. I'm like, there's no way that I could personally let go of my dog. That's not an option. I always say that that's not even an option. So whatever we can do to stop that, that's exactly what we're going to do. So you've put together, um, I guess, like a network of people in your community who are willing to foster dogs for people. Um, how How did you put together this network of people who are willing to help? I always say the luck of the Irish. (laughs) (laughs) You might have been able to say that before. I don't know if you can say that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's crazy. I remember just like going to a meeting. I've, I've always been very, very passionate about my, specifically my animals. Extremely, extremely passionate. So I was always envious. Why do I have to leave my community to go enjoy anything? Um, with my dogs. And what I, I started to realize is that I wasn't the only one that felt the same way. So I started approaching people at the park with the dog. And I would say, look, I have this idea. If I host an event to share my idea with you, would you guys join me? And they were like, yeah, do it. Let's see what happens. So my first event, which it was back in 2018, I had 40 people show up and I'm like, oh, this is really wow. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying that the luck of the Irish, because I'm like, I was not expecting it. Like, of course, like I wasn't charging anyone, but I was not. I'm I'm a no one. Like, I'm new in the community. I'm very quiet. I'm still myself. No one knows me. They know they know who I am now. Like, if anywhere, you don't have to say my name. You can come and say, "Where's the girl with the two dogs?" And they'll point you directly to my home. <laughs> They know exactly who you're talking about, even though there's thousands of us walking with dogs in this neighborhood, but they don't know exactly who you're talking about. But that's how it started. I asked, I walked around, we made friends, and one thing led to the other, and I did my first event, then I followed that by a pool party. So we had like a big pool party for the dogs in East New York, which you would never, ever even imagine. Then we did the first cancer walk to help um, people like dogs, owners in the community that were facing cancer or their animals were facing cancer. So for October, since it's cancer month, the breast cancer, we decided to do the same exact thing. But instead of focusing so much on breast cancer, we were going to focus on the dogs that were diagnosed with cancer. So whatever funds we raised, we gave it to that family so they can help because we, we, we understand, we get it, their family, their children. So whatever we can do to aid, well, any resources that we can provide, it doesn't necessarily have to be your in some drastic hardship. We always like that's not our aim, but that is our aim. But we want to facilitate and 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 give you the resources and give you the support and like this whatever it is that you may need as a dog owner, 
we want to give it to you so you and your animals can remain together because that's our biggest priority. So people can come to you if they just need like a little bit of help. Maybe they just need help buying dog food for this month. Um, Or maybe it's something more drastic, like they need somewhere for their dog to live for six months and you would help them in both cases. Yes. We will give you, we will find you the resources. You will leave uh, with an action plan. We will, you will leave with the support. We will, you know, if it's the food, whatever it is you may need, you will leave with what you came in here for. That's so amazing. You're an angel up there in New York. Um, so, so have you seen, like, have more people been reaching out to you because of COVID? Um, actually, it's been weird. No, because um, they have not, I guess, because everyone's like stuck in home. So no one's necessarily moving or things are not shifting. So everyone's been like, just the way. However, I do get a lot of, when are you going to host an event? Yeah. That I do get a lot of. And I'm like, guys, you know, soon we're working on our first event because we want to give back to, we know a lot of people lost their homes. So now we're going to get ready to give back, like again, to give them whatever they need for their pets. So that's going to be our big event now coming up soon. We still haven't set up the date. We're just trying to get as much supplies as we possibly can. And are events your main fundraiser for how you run this? Yes. Events are my main fundraiser. So if everyone that comes out normally donates or event rates, it's a really good thing for us. A lot of the times I join competitions. That's also a helpful. And then anyone I speak to, which um, I guess I feel blessed, they love the idea that this is happening. So it's not easy for someone to want to help. Like, even if it's not financial help, I'll get like volunteers, which to me, it's a lot, it's worth a lot more than money. Like, yes, the money is awesome. And I can do so much more and I can, you know, utilize this to reach so much more people. But when you get the, if you have a family that's in need, I will volunteer. That to me is like, there's not any amount of money that can compare to that. So that's more or less like I have my families are amazing and I love them. And I feel like we're all a family. So, yeah. Well, sometimes you just need like hands, you know, to help you to do something or feet to walk the dogs. And sometimes, you know, you can't really walk a dog with money, really. Um, And so sometimes you just need people. Yes. So fortunate in this community, we've been really fortunate. Everyone's always so willing and ready to help. Yeah, it sounds amazing. (laughs) Do you ever discover a fabulous new tool to run your business and wonder why you didn't know about it sooner? That used to happen to me all the time. Luckily, through this podcast, I've asked over a hundred women what their favorite tools, apps, and resources are to run their pet industry businesses. I put their recommendations in one place, and I'm so happy that I can share that list with you. Discover over 150 apps, tools, and even the best squeaker to get the perfect doggy photo. It's all in the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. The guide is totally free. Just go to wearwagrepeat.com slash guide, and you can get your paws on it. Well, so um, after, you know, you've been working in the pet industry for years, 
what inspired you to start a nonprofit rather than maybe starting your own business or something instead? I feel like people go into, I feel like because it's my passion and it's my heart, the money should follow is what they say. But I don't, because I come from, from the vet industry and I, I've seen how, like, if you don't have the cash to pay for things, they would turn you away. It breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, there's like, I, it, I can't like, I don't know. I just not built in a sense where I want to make money. I just want to help. I want to make, don't get me wrong. I want to make enough money to take care of my bills because I don't want to be in a predicament where I can't help. So that's of course in my presence, but it's not like, I just want to help. I just want to be able to facilitate someone else. I don't need that much. I'm very content with what I have. I'm very happy with the things that, you know, comes into my life. So I don't need to be rich, but if I can keep dogs out of the shelter system and allow that shelter system to actually go ahead and help those dogs that really need their help, then I'm winning. I'm extremely winning in life. That's how I see it. Well, you hear all the time, like, um, so out of my two dogs, Bert is my rescue dog and he's a chocolate lab. And people say to me all the time, like, I can't believe someone put that dog in a shelter. And you're right. Like they are right. You know, there, there are so many beautiful dogs, wonderful, sweet family dogs who end up homeless in the, in the animal shelter. And it is taking resources away from the shelter who, um, you know, the shelter where I got him from, they'll, they would do amazing surgeries on dogs that had like a cleft palate. Um, you know, dogs who were hit by a car and brought in, they'll do surgery to fix his leg. They do really like life-saving work and having healthy family dogs in there is kind of taking the resources away from them. I never really thought of it that way. But I, something I always think about, I'm like, cause we feel as far as I'm concerned, I'm like the shelter is not, it's like our little band-aid. Like you just put it away, like you tuck it away. And I'm like, it's not helping. It's not helping on the dog's end. It's not helping on our end as the family members. So I'm like, something else has to be in play and, I'm going to push this so it's worldwide because I don't believe that it should just be sitting on this little corner of Brooklyn. I think that we should have this in every place that people own dogs because you don't know. You just never know. And we all go through hardships at one point in our life. Yeah, definitely. Um, Something that I just learned about a couple of years ago and um, would love to get involved with more in some way or another, but I learned that, um, you know, women's shelters and, and homeless shelters in general don't accept pets. So like if you are, um, in an abusive relationship and you're trying to get out of where you live and you're considering going to a women's shelter, they won't let you bring your dog. And so you're faced with making a decision of, do I leave this abusive relationship or do I stay here with the dog or do I go live in my car or like you're not given very many good options. So, you know, what are what are your thoughts on that? I've actually when I, I heard about that as well, I did my research. I know they, I think we had there's two shelters, not exactly in New York, but not too far away where they do they're specifically for domestic violence. Um for that such a particular situation, I, I mean, I 
can't even I at this point in time, I'm going to open up. It's our next space is to open up an indoor space where we can take in more animals and have like we, I'm working on opening up a 24 hours a day so our people can utilize the space as they wish when they in and out, you know, more or less like um, indoor condition because in New York City, that's another thing you don't necessarily find is anything indoor to do with your dog. So it's like if the weather's crappy, you're on your own. So I'm working from my end to open up like the first resource area where you can come in and it's specifically like anything you need to know about a dog, where to go from the cheapest vet to, to anything that you may need for your pet is like public assistance for humans, but it's not going to be for humans. It's going to be public assistance, but for your pets. So it'll be your one-stop resource, anything you need dog related. And we'll, I'm working on bringing in trainers to help us train dogs just to give you like a whole, like, this is your resources area. This is, we're going to start it here. And this is everything that you need. So even if you are in God forbid, in a type of situation where you feel like you need to flee, now you have a center where you can come. It's, it's only women because I'm like you in that way. I'm planning to just work with women and the youth. Those are my <laughs> my two areas. Yeah. And like I just want to have somewhere where people can feel safe and just come. Whatever it is, we're not judging. You just want to take care of your dog while you take care of yourself. That is so wonderful. And I think like having a facility like that, and, and what you seem to get and what is like working so well for you is like having this community. And so if someone feels like they have a community of people that they can trust and they can rely on, it opens up their options to make their life better, to make their pet's life better, um, or, or find some kind of a solution so that they can keep their pet with them or something like that. Yes. So that's it. And I also partner up with like other like female like an enterprise here in, in Brooklyn like family-owned businesses so it's like anything like you come to me and you're like oh I have this great idea like we can connect you to this person who's going to show you how to make your idea into a, a reality we just want to make sure like we prepare like not prepare because you can't necessarily prepare but that you have the resources that you may need so you can prepare yourself and whatever walks of life you're coming into us. So we just want to be able to provide you with what you need at yeah. that time. Well, and I love that you mentioned um, like training and, and behavior and that kind of stuff, because, um, you know, sometimes if someone can't afford to train their dog, because those classes can be very expensive um, and their dog's not well behaved, it can just like make your life with your dog not as enjoyable. And it can make your dog's life not as enjoyable because they're always getting yelled at. So, you know, if we can train our dogs, it kind of makes everything better for everyone. And then if we come, I always say, if we come from a pool where it's just like, you understand, it's not your, it's not just your dog or this dog, because I'm like you, I have a rescue and I have the princess of the house who doesn't know <laughs> doesn't know what it is to go a day without food or not someone to love her. She has no idea what <laughs> the hard life for a dog is. <laughs> very privileged. But um, I always say that I'm like, you know, we understand I come from the pet industry. I've done the shelters. I volunteer. So I, I understand a pet's behavior. I understand that I don't get on. I don't scream. I don't get mad. I get annoyed sometimes, especially now quarantine is like, guys, I hide in the bathroom. I have to stay sometimes. So I just go in high. Yeah. But <laughs> I like we are able to help each other. It's like, no, you train them like this or no, you do this. Or like it's, it's easier if it's a group of us coming with the same understanding 
or, you know, you can teach me something that maybe I didn't know. I remember being at a shelter in Boston and complaining about my little dog. And I'm like, he's always ready to fight another dog. I know he's not aggressive, but he's on, on the leash. He's very aggressive. And she's like, you know, try giving him treats. Um, every time he sees another dog, just give him a treat, give him a treat. So when he sees a dog, he'll think of treats and then he'll stop. And I'm like, that's a really good idea. But because we are together, we're like exchanging information. That's why you were able to come, you know, help me with a problem that I was having. But if I didn't know you, that's not something that you will be able to inform me of. Right. That's how I feel about like when it comes down to, to like having a place, like we're all dog people. We all understand. We got it. They poop. We got to clean it up. Yeah. Sometimes they have accidents. Yeah. Sometimes they get a little scared. I just had a a call not too long ago about the fireworks because you know how they are here and they're like they're like Maria what are we gonna do and I'm like well in Italy I know that they have fireworks with no sound so I've heard of those yeah let's see how we can like so my project for next year this year is a little personas we're gonna I have a couple of friends with campgrounds so I'm asking them like the noise level. So I'm going to go upstate this year just to see. And then we're going to just for next year, have our own little camping 4th of July trip where there will be no fireworks and you don't have to worry about your dogs um, being exposed to that or, you know, us having to worry about them for things being crazy because they can't handle the, the noise. That is the nicest idea. How nice. That's our... Yes, that's our project for next year, but we're going to work, start working on it from now. Yeah, it, we can't really go on a group camping trip right now, but next year. But next year, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to fix this. We're just going to leave for the weekend and then. That's so nice. And then, you're, and then everyone's not like cowering in their bathroom, hiding from the fireworks and fear. Right. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get some fireworks from Italy. I'll tell you guys how that works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what you're next year. Not only are you going to have a camping trip, but you're probably going to like petition the mayor of New York city to use different fireworks. Trust me, <laughs> <laughs> if not, everybody's like either that or she's going to run for office herself because these dogs. Are that. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the dogs is a good possibility. I'm willing to change a lot of things. <laughs> so, but yeah. I well, I support you. I'm gonna vote for you. I don't live in New York, but I'll mail in my ballot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, Maria, it's been really great talking to you. I hope everyone who's listening is really inspired by what you do. I know that I am. Um, tell everyone where they can find East New York dog lovers online and how they can connect with you. So we are online. Our website's pretty easy. It's www.enydoglovers.com. Um, also, Facebook, you spell the whole thing out, East New York Dog Lovers. Um, you, there, that's where I ho- post most of all our events, what's coming up. If we need help with anything, that's pretty much where you will find that information. We'll be specifically on our Facebook page. Yeah. Well, awesome. Everyone who is listening, if you're in New York or even if you're not in New York, go check it out and see how you can help. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at tmystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. 
You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.